0: This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to episode two of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Andy. I'm Eddie. I'm Pat. Thanks for joining us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries on Paranormal Dads. we go episode two underway Woohoo! another chock-full episode full of goodies for you oh, it. and uh, you know since last time I think we uh, had time to d- digest it and we got that first episode under our belt the pilot episode if you will yes I... it's kind of funny looking back like if, if you find your favorite sitcom and you watch the older episodes of it you know when the characters were still finding their dynamics
1: they were always a little shaky always
0: a little you yeah. know and so, but that's to be expected with the
2: pilot episodes. But they get we're...
1: better in time. Yes. Yeah. We'll get better. <laughs> we'll
2: get better, we promise. Or more shaky. <laughs> <laughs> but we the... even
1: have d- new digs this week. Oh, well, we yeah. We we're moving up in the world.
2: We're recording out of the studio, for lack of a better word. It's a studio. Right it's now, perfect word. So, uh, my family and I, we all moved. And in that move... Um, I was lucky enough to find a house that had a fifth bedroom downstairs, and my wife was awesome enough to be like, oh, "You can have that for your your man cave." I'm like, oh, "Podcast Central, yay! yay. Paranormal dads <laughs> to the oh. nerd cave." to the nerd cave there's a fire pole that we straight down into do it <laughs> that'd be awesome but yeah we're gonna be recording uh paranormal dads out of here as often as we can and i mean we'll do other places too just to kind of keep it fresh but and then the other podcasts that i'm a part of will be recorded in here as well so looking forward to all of that
1: and andy's got a new space uh at his casa a he little, does did some home decorating well
0: it's a total copycat move really because when when we were kind of painting this room and getting it staged and ready to go there's a a little, little part of me that was a little bit jealous. So no way! <laughs> I, uh, we, we were not using uh, one of the upstairs bedrooms very much, so I kind of refurbished it, redecorated, cleaned out, and uh, tidied up, and I call it my crypto cave. So That's awesome. Women and children may not enter. It is uh, my lair for writing and meditating and... Researching these uh, oddities, we'll be bringing you
1: Andy's Area 51. It's
0: my Area 51. I'm, I think I'm going to put a sign on the door that says "Area 51, Do Not Enter." Will
1: you get shot like you would
0: in Area 51? Most <laughs> of the signs I found on Amazon actually said that, and yes. I was like, "Ooh, that's kind of uh, morbid for you know <laughs> posting to my own house." It said, le- le- "Lethal force will be used Ooh. to enter beyond this point."
2: You should put like cross out "lethal" and write "nerf." <laughs> Nerf <laughs> <court>. Nerf <laughs> weapons will be used.
1: I had an interesting paranormal experience this week, though. Oh, wow. what? We, we we went to my son's. Um, it was back to school night. And so we go into his seventh grade reading room to meet his teacher. Okay. And so my wife is talking to the teacher, you know, putting together a plan for him for his seventh grade year and and strategizing, you know, how he's going to just have this awesome school year. I'm over in the corner looking at the books on, on the tables and I come across a book. It's called Tales of the Cryptids, Mysterious Creatures That May or May Not Exist. And I just got so excited about this book. I'm taking pictures of it and texting you guys with the pictures. You know, they're they're over there talking about, you know, what could be his educational future in the balance (laughs) and i'm over there texting you guys about a bigfoot book i found i was very excited about it though
2: guys the baba yaga is in this book (laughs) good to know your priorities are in the right order though pat
1: (laughs) and and that's what we're actually talking about today though we're talking cryptids today we're talking bigfoot in particular and exciting uh, we're gonna go straight into recent sightings and get this party rolling
2: oh there we go there we go recent
1: sightings Okay, so recent sightings this week. It's Dateline, McDowell County, North Carolina. And I came across this article, the Charlotte Observer newspaper reports a large bipedal animal covered in hair, read a Bigfoot, was reported in North Carolina's McDowell County four weeks ago, about 100 miles northwest of Charlotte. The sighting by a Marion-based group called Bigfoot 911 happened on August 4th, just before 11 p.m. in a forested area. The group reports something threw rocks at them as they were leaving the area, and it was a team of seven people were out at the time, scattering glow sticks in the woods. Members of the group believe glow sticks attract the legendary cryptids.
2: He's a fan of raves. (laughs) He's he's a (laughs) raver. they leave a trail of ecstasy
1: pills too well it was the sight of one of those glow sticks moving through the woods that got their attention oh and a group of a member of the group john bruner said he turned on his headlamp and saw a large bipedal animal covered in hair and the animal took off so what does the guy do he chases him okay? yeah
2: of course of course <laughs> naturally.
1: eventually it prompted a brief stare down between the two. And Bruner said his face was solid black, no hair on it. The hair looked shaggy all over, and the animal didn't appear aggressive. The two held eye contact for five to 10 seconds, then the animal took off again, and he was not seen again. Oh, gosh. So the news of the alleged sighting has brought national attention to the group, including a tongue in cheek warning by the Greenville, South Carolina Police Department for citizens not to shoot any Bigfoots they might see around town. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Covering all their bases in case, uh, you know, Uncle Fred has a couple too many and puts on his gorilla suit. Yeah. You know, you don't want people, uh, you know, with pitchforks and t- torches going out into the woods and hurting somebody. But
2: And that stare down, it would have been, oh, gosh. five to ten seconds later, the beast runs <laughs> away and Eddie is standing in a pile of urine.
1: <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to run him down and then just start staring at him. I know, right? What are you going to do? Oh gosh. I, I, oh, uh uh oh, hey. <laughs> well, I didn't or it turns and me. runs back at you, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. But it's funny this is back in North Carolina, home to another of our favorite cryptids, the Lizard Man. So oh, we're yeah. not too oh, very far from there. Oh, see, but uh, I also thought it was kind of interesting in this story, the, the glow sticks, because we used to when we take the cub scouts out, we used to take glow sticks and we put them in uh, like clear plastic mm-hmm. gallons full of water, yeah, and we put a glow stick in there, and then put them in all the empty fire pits that are all over the campsite, yep. Where there is no fire, the kids, you know, after dark, they're running around playing flashlight tag, and ultimately, one would somebody would trip in a, a dark camp. Uh, camp fire, pit, fire yeah. pit so we started using these glow sticks little did we know we were putting in a landing site for bigfoot to come say, into our camp
2: basically. you walk into doing figure eights with them and <laughs> <laughs> over their head doing helicopters <laughs> <notify> <inaudible> 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 man that's awesome glow sticks
0: but what i mean assuming that this really happened which you know i i don't know i i take it kind of case by case when i hear stories of cryptids like this but there's a part of me that wants to believe more than there's a part of me that wants to be skeptical. so assuming this guy really did see you know bigfoot and lock eyes with them for five to ten seconds that's something you're never gonna unsee. No you know you have nightmares maybe you'll have nightmares about it but it's something you could tell your kids and they'll tell your grandkids and some people might believe some people might not, but you'll never forget that.
1: Oh absolutely.
0: oh
2: man
1: the um, so
2: this was recent this was like
1: this how long was ago? four weeks ago four
2: weeks. Glow sticks. When you mentioned glow sticks, when I was in uh, Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts, we would play a thing called Fox and the Hound, mm-hmm. where uh, one kid had a glow stick, and the other kids would chase after him. And oh, it was no. in the dark. <laughs> what well, they do when they caught him? When they pummel him? Or and then was... you get beaten up. It was uh, the eighties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, uh, we were playing uh, this game in Fort Story. I'll never forget it. Fort Story. I want to say it was North Carolina. Uh, I may be wrong. Maybe maybe Virginia. Some listeners, please correct me if I'm wrong. Fort Story, wherever that state was, and it was sand dunes everywhere. And it was an old firing range, so you could find, like, like bullet casings all over. It was so <laughs> dangerous. Yeah, landmines, <laughs> of course. And I remember I was cruising down this sand dune and uh, coming towards the kid that had a glow stick, and the next thing I know... I'm waking up on the ground. I had collided heads with him. Oh, oh no! You know the classic, like yeah. just completely un- and woke up. Talk about like a paranormal thing. I yeah. woke up like, what was that? <laughs> like I had missing time. And what uh, happened? What oh, you happened? missed a rave? <laughs> you missed a rave. But uh, but yeah, you mentioned glow sticks in, in the dark, and that brought back memories of that. So hardly
1: <laughs> paranormal, but still pretty fun. Yeah. So there you go. So, uh, so if you're in North
2: Carolina,
0: look out for Bigfoots.
1: Once again, North Carolina representing Well, you for know Bigfoot.
0: what? It's, it's actually been kind of a, a cooler August, so I don't know. I mean, you'd have to ask a Bigfoot expert, are they a little bit more active when it's cooler? You know, uh, typical August in North Carolina, you know, it's 100 degrees and humid as heck, so maybe they lay a little bit more dormant and they're a little bit more still and quiet. Maybe it's, since it's cooler at night, they're a little bit more uh, out and about. Who knows? It could be. There you go.
2: It's time for Pop, Culture, and the Paranormal.
0: All right, now we're to the segment of the show where we talk about pop culture events. It could be uh, uh, video games, movies, shows, uh, new fads, new trends regarding the paranormal. And today we're going to be talking about uh, something near and dear to a lot of our hearts uh, it's an app, and there's plenty of them, but uh, there's ghost radar apps, there's ghost communicator apps, it's these little things that, you know, mostly, I'd, I'd say probably a good 95% of people would probably claim it's it's more of a gimmick than anything else, it's more for entertainment value, but um, when this first came out, which I, I couldn't tell you the exact year, but I remember, uh, you know, being on the radio here at a station in Omaha, and we were talking about it back in, like, 2011, 2012, and it just created this... You know this uh, frenzy all over Omaha and people are downloading the app and you know ghost radar here you have it pulled up and it kind of looks like one of these oh they exited out there stupid Wi-Fi well anyway it's like a old fashioned uh, you know submarine kind of green screen there with where you got a you got a sonar thing that's going around in a circle and uh, it allegedly supposedly is supposed to show ghosts that are nearby you it shows up as like a little blip on the radar screen so if it's behind you obviously you know and if you believe in this it makes you jump and you look behind you and say oh my god there's a ghost um i think <laughs> when i downloaded it uh, earlier today just to just to have a look at it um my wife downloaded it because i was driving and She kind of just rolled her eyes and laughed. She said, well, it shows there's a ghost that's right in front of us, but we're going 45 miles an hour, and this thing's not moving. He's a fast ghost. He's a fast ghost. So he was keeping pace, almost like the pace car at the Indy 500 or Daytona. Yeah, you're going to pull it up there somewhere? There's maybe? a few of those
2: apps. We can keep talking about it while I fire it up, but there's a few of those apps. This one's called, like, Ghost Detector Radar with Camera. Ooh. And this, yeah, and I mean, this is where well, it's... so you like, you hold it up, and you can walk
0: through your house, and it shows what you're seeing, but it shows, like, a, a wispy image in front it of It shows you. an
2: outline of some uh... sort of, like, apparition or whatever, <clears> and... And, uh, and you know, it's for fun, right? It's really a fun app. I mean, and it's, you know, for parties and all that stuff. And, and, uh, certainly if you had a camp out or something, that'd be kind of fun to do Yeah. with like a uh, boy scouts or some of the cub scouts or whatever. Here it is. And I'll, I'll fire it right up. It even has all the sound. It's calibrating the sensors. Calibrating sensors. It's calibrating the sensors. <laughs> Here we go. We're looking around the room.
0: Looking at Pat. You know, it's all fun and games till you actually see something on here.
2: I tell you, I'm looking at the window.
0: And it's going to be one of those classic things, like in the cartoons, where a a little spider lands on you. And then you, like, you know, shoot a bazooka at it and hurt the person in the process.
1: Exactly. So it's showing, like, the negative image of everything in the camera, too. So, like, we look blue when when it... It's the camera's It's down. not
2: finding anything in here so far. We got a clean house.
0: What if it's one of these like YouTube videos where something like pops up and it's like a ghost face and it goes. Those do-
2: scared the living daylights out of me. I didn't know that was happening, and then someone got me with that one really good. What's
1: the What's the the game with the bear that all the kids play? The
2: game with the bear.
1: Yeah, there's like this bear. That is that Night a, at the Music Night at the Museum? Five or Nights or of Freddy's. Five Nights of Freddy's. Yeah, that's what it is.
2: Well, it's not. Oh, there's one. Gotcha. one- so you look behind you, and there's a ghost, See, like oh, there's the shape. Oh, yeah. There it is. Just hovering there. And is, can, I like, tell you
0: what, that is actually kind of creepy.
2: It is. There you go, Pat. You can, like, use the phone to... Anyway, this is live live podcasting. <laughs> 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 you actually are. you just kind of creeped out.
0: <laughs> well, it's over in the corner, man. Why has it got to be in the corner? And it was floating in midair. Just have a seat. It's like when someone Do stands you behind it, you. Is it over us now?
1: He's gone. Uh, he went back to the uh, went, went back the other to, world.
0: Floated into the ether. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't like that he's standing she behind us. Lost. It, it oh. makes you nervous, like when someone's standing up next to you, and you're like, "Okay, dude, just have a seat. You're making me nervous." You know what I mean? I
2: wonder if it. I mean, and this is where, like, so you know, to put people's mind at ease. I think these are more for fun. They are for fun, and there's. I mean, I don't know. <clears throat> well, it's, a, it's a cool little fun game essentially
0: for for people who who don't this is andy speaking by the way and for um for new listeners i am a professional psychic medium i've been doing it as my full-time job for about eight years and honestly the funny thing was when i was on the radio all those years ago Mm -hmm. and we were talking about this app and people were listeners of the show were downloading it um, I actually got flooded with emails from people who thought that the ghost app was like the real deal and serious. Yeah. And the, and people were panicking. People were freaking out and calling me yeah. saying, I what need do you I to do? get over here and cleanse my house. We saw three ghosts. My kids can't sleep. And I mean, we, we had to like, my office had to, you know, with empathy and tact and professionalism, kind of had to get back to these people and explain, you know, this is for entertainment. There's probably no ghosts in your house. It is an app developed by... People who make software that want money, right? And you know, so you can't, you, you can't, you can't buy into everything. You can't be gullible. Um, not that I don't believe in ghosts. You no, know, I, I, I've seen some stuff, man. I've right. seen some things yeah. and some stuff. He, <laughs> he's been there. Uh, but as far as this app, I, I think it's mostly just, uh,
2: just for just just for shiggles it's for shigs <laughs> yeah i i honestly i mean and this is just being serious like for people who actually do paranormal investigations i don't think these phones have the sensitive ability to be able to detect those types of
1: yeah things. i mean i mean the the devices they use cost equal to the cost of a phone if not are more expensive than right a phone would be
2: right and we saw on this phone what it showed us was a full body apparition standing yeah. behind yeah. us it's not that easy did, no. did, did you see it pat yeah
1: it kind of looked like something you'd see in the haunted mansion exactly you know, at disney world yeah.
2: but as a as a thing to do with like a group or as yeah, for fun you know, i mean you, it's a total blast for a
0: teenage slumber party to keep you busy um, but truthfully, what your iPhones would be good at, you know, just the simple, the voice memos feature on most iPhones, yeah. what you could do is, is those are actually really remarkable at catching EVPs. Mm. Uh, and it stands for Electronic Voice Phenomenon. It's basically, uh, for people who don't know, is you, you just record, uh, and you can set your phone to record in a room, and it, it can seemingly record uh, silence, but when you play it back, you can catch a whisper or some ghost vocalizations. Now, those are real. I've heard some some ones that are eerily real. And uh, so you can actually do that with your iPhone. But as far as uh, visual images, you're going to need some sort of uh, some sort of equipment to do that. Now, here's another one. Ooh. This one's called Ghost Com, uh, short for Ghost Communicator. That, that splash screen is already intimidating. And what you do, basically, is you hold your finger on here. And it, like, spins this Ouija board kind of wheel type of deal. The production
2: value on this is crazy. It's that not bad. Bell.
0: Yeah, it's not bad. Look, it looks like you're staring it, into the abyss. And it, and like, pulses with this plasma. Okay, so it says, remove finger and await your message. And it kind of spits out random words here. So, uh, almost like a horoscope, it gives you some sort of a message. And you can make it fit or make it make sense if you wish.
2: Like a magic eight ball. Uh, yeah, it's like a magic
0: <laughs> eight ball. So, here's the words that are appearing. It says... In no particular order. It says line, challenging, reliable, victory, the facts, uh, up, situation. So, I mean, I don't know, you can you can probably blend those together to make some sort of sentence that's coherent. If but if it said podcast, I would have yeah. thrown the phone. <laughs> and I think that's the that's the thing that would freak people out. Like, what if it said podcast and what if it said Bigfoot and what if it like picked up on some of the things we were talking about? Right. Then you have then you know then you would freak out and yeah i guess that's the whole point of it so that's awesome but it's you know it, it'd make for a, it, a little bit of entertainment if you're having a slumber party yeah, but exactly no harm yeah. so anyway that's uh, your pop culture segment for the week and up next is the main mystery
1: Ooh. and now it's time for
2: the main mystery <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Talking about the Bigfoots. Mr. Foot. Man. Sasquatch. So
1: to get
2: into this, right out of the gate, we went on a Bigfoot excursion. Search. I don't want to say hunt. It was an expedition. 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 Yep. And to give you maybe, a, we'll maybe each give you a little bit of background as to what led us to this. And it was kind of an organic development, really. I mean, it started off as a birthday present for you, right? Andy, Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah,
0: for me, I've had a lifelong fascination with with Sasquatch and you know, just growing up watching documentaries, reading books. Uh, When my dad was alive, he was actually uh, in the Marines uh, in his younger days. And, And in my youth, he told me a story of him and his buddies. I don't know the exact circumstances, but simply put, him and his Marine buddies were out at night um, unsupervised. They snuck out basically and they weren't supposed to be out in the woods. Ironically, it was in one of the Carolinas. What? Really? Yeah, so we got a theme going here with uh, the North Carolina. But it was somewhere in the Carolinas area and he said him and his buddies were walking through the woods, no flashlights, no glow sticks. <laughs> oh, no, no. And they, they felt like something was following them because they could hear footsteps, uh, heavy footsteps, following them about, about ten yards away out into the darkness. And every time their group of guys would stop, the heavy footprints would stop. They could hear breathing. They could smell something that just smelled putrid and rancid, uh, which is a common characteristic. Those are
1: classic signs, yeah.
0: They are, and and they never saw anything. Uh, He was adamant that they never saw anything, but it was indicative of some of the signs of a Sasquatch uh, encounter, and ever since I heard that story, I was hooked. And my wife, uh, Kenzie, she's just, she's just the best person ever, and she surprised me. Uh, it was actually last February, February, so February 2016. She surprised me by purchasing a, uh, a Bigfoot expedition. So she signed me up to go out there for four days with the professionals in the forest. And, you know, you stay there uh, either camping or in a cabin and you go on hunts in the middle of the night. And so uh, uh, long story short, we kind of rounded up the troops and uh, we got Pat and Eddie signed up as well. And, and we went to the Ozarks. That's all uh, the more specific we can be about the location. That's it. That's all you're getting out of it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, from there, I mean, it was just, it, it was an epic trip. I I can say without a doubt, it was one of the best times I've personally ever had in
1: my whole life. I mean, probably the kickstart for this podcast, really. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Ex- yeah. yeah. We kind of talked about doing something like this on that trip. Yeah. And the
2: shared experiences uh, for me the, the, the and the very short story here so we don't eat it all up but this was like I said in our first episode if you didn't listen go back and listen but uh, I grew up for a portion of my childhood in a portion of the country upstate New York where it was uh, heavily treed it was at the base of the Adirondack Mountains and Uh, there was an occasion where I did venture out into the forest quite a bit. Um, As a kid, it felt like I had gone forever. But, you know, it was probably like, you know, half mile or whatever into the woods. But there was one time I remember this very, very vividly where and I never I didn't have a direct experience. But it was one of those things where my mind wasn't in that like, oh, it's so creepy. None of that. I was just in the forest doing kid stuff, like picking up sticks and chucking them and You know, looking at stuff. And all in one moment, I noticed it got quiet. Like, everything just stopped. I didn't hear birds. I didn't hear anything. It was just... No crickets. No nothing, Just silent. And then instantly, I felt like something was looking at me you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I was only like nine or ten and I didn't have the framework I didn't see you know I, I'd always been avert my parents were highly protective I didn't see a lot of scary movies I didn't you know I mean you know like all kids I had that weird thing of like oh monsters but I didn't ever actively have a, an active input of that and you know I didn't see scary movies so I, I, I didn't go there organic i mean i di- it did happen organically because it, it it just happened out of nowhere right. so that experience and i no, nothing else than that feeling and I, I did. I turned around and kind of hot-footed at home. I was like, uh, eh, Too creepy. <laughs> I fall. Uh, uh, uh. Um, but, um, uh, you had your glow sticks, you wouldn't have. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but straight home. And and that stuck with me over time. So as you and I talked and Pat and I spoke, it became, and this opportunity came up to do this, uh, you just jump at the chance. You don't say no to that kind of thing. And that and being able to hang out with you guys was too much to... Put, put, put down so
1: well i guess i guess my background with with the whole bigfoot phenomenon you know goes back to the 70s when there were so many television shows and movies out about bigfoot and that you know i was a big fan of six million dollar man of course but uh it was a lot of the pop culture type stuff that really got me kind of interested and you'd find books at the library and things like that uh, but it's just stuff that captured my imagination and then then you know fast forward to a year ago and and i get a phone call i think it was at work or a text or Mm -hmm. something from andy and and uh andy and i had known each other maybe about six months if that not even that that long long. so i was like kind of shocked that that uh he was contacting me and he said you want to go on this bigfoot thing with me and eddie and i'm like somebody asks you do you want to go hunt Bigfoot you say yes <laughs> it's <a bucket> list <laughs> so, thing. so I was I was on the phone right away with my wife and cleared it and we figured out you know she's going to take care of the kids for a few days and get them to school and, and stuff and so I was free to go and I was just ecstatic and and so so glad I did we just had the, the time of our lives down there
0: well in our defense the three of our wives went uh to hawaii together a few months prior this yeah. is so true this and that our... was
1: kind of the catalyst i think that kind of got yeah. me into the mix yeah that yeah. uh they went on a trip so well we better bring pat along too. the ladies
2: i just think it happened organically i think it was like you know we all have we all we're, all we're all friends so it just kind of made sense that we all did this it was um and you mentioned this I, and Bigfoot, I think, is going to come up quite a bit during this podcast. Well, it's such I a think, broad subject, you know? I, yeah. I, I don't think we're going to be able to cover him in one episode. No. But I do want to do an episode where we specifically dedicate it entirely. Because you're right. Something about the 70s, they were in love with Bigfoot. There was yeah. so much Bigfoot media. Yeah. TV shows, like uh, stickers and tra- Halloween costumes. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah, toys.
1: Just- yeah, everything. And that
2: yeah. was probably tied with the with the help, correct me if I'm wrong, the Patterson the, Yeah, Patterson Patterson Gremlin. Pa-
1: yeah, Patterson Gimlin film. Gimlin. Yeah, I think it was Bob, that was Bob Gimlin and,
0: and uh Roger Patterson. Yeah, yeah it was in uh sixty 60- I will have to look it up. It was like in the mid late sixties, mean. yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. They so, saw it out in uh, northern Northern California, the the the, the Sasquatch sighting. So yeah. chances are, if you've seen a grainy image of a Sasquatch walking through the woods, the classic one, that's the that's the Patterson Gimlin film. And yeah, I mean that ignited uh, curiosity all around the country. As far as our trip, I mean the the gist of it, it was four days in the Ozarks. We were uh, kind of well taken care of by uh, the resident Bigfoot experts of the area you know, people who had been hunting, or not hunting, but searching for Sasquatch uh, their whole life, uh, people who knew the area. And um, so our, our day, our general day when we were out there on this expedition was we'd sit, literally sit around all day, swapping stories by a campfire and kind of just farting around and buying time. And then when it got dark, we'd start to get ready. And then uh, honestly, from about 10 o'clock until shoot, maybe two o'clock in the morning, we'd be out in the forest doing Bigfoot calls and, uh, you know, with our audio devices, listening for sounds and evidence. And, uh, we did get some interesting experiences. I wouldn't call any of it hardcore conclusive evidence, but some of it was unexplainable. Definitely.
1: One of of the things that, uh, amazed me about this trip was like you said, the people that we were with and, you know, I'm not going to go into a great amount of detail about who they were, but, um, people from all walks of life, you know, you know, white collar workers, blue collar workers, uh, just, and, and so nice. So, so welcoming. And, and they were, um, we just had a great time with these folks. And one guy kind of took us under his wing and, um, we were all over the area that we, we were camping in. And so it required us to go do a bit of off-roading and my car wouldn't have handled, uh, the places we went, so he, he kind of was our our escort for the trip, <laughs> and uh we just had so much fun with him. It, it was you know, and he probably thought we were all just nuts. But well, we were but, kind of <laughs> the city slickers of the group. Kind we of, were yeah. we were kind of outcasts in a way because we were the only ones who actually slept in a cabin. Which <laughs> which you know, once we set this thing up and we figured out we were going to go, I I secured us a cabin because i figured well i bet you most people are going to be in a cabin right no everybody was in a tent (laughs) except for us so the city slickers from nebraska yeah are you know we're we're in the cabin so we're actually sleeping probably half a mile away from the main campsite yeah Yeah, it wasn't too
0: far but it was uh it was a it was a nice cabin you know it wasn't uh you know, it wasn't the uh, Sheridan Inn. It was know, rustic, Hotel, but it, it but was, it was, it was an, fine. You it know, it was, it was good.
1: when you think of a cabin, that's exactly what it was. You know, it was it was a bed and a couple of beds and a table and a bathroom and, uh, you know, it was dry. and.
2: I'm glad you segued to that because, you know, we shared a cabin, there's three of us, and the people sleeping in those tents were like, wait a minute, there's two beds in that cabin and it's three guys. <laughs> <laughs> How's that working out? <laughs> Them
0: city folk are different. Them city folk are open-minded. This this pet, (laughs)
1: let's just say Eddie and I, Eddie and I communed on that on that that trip
2: i i'm there was, serious
0: there was some spo- with clothes there was there was some spoonage
1: going on. it was cold it was okay. cold. it I, was freezing out.
2: There. i regret nothing that's a, that's memories i'll hold dear <laughs> as i slip away into the next dimension as i die i'll be like i up
1: with pat
0: now i had my own bed but we kind of had a don't look around the corner don't tell yeah. policy so whatever happened in you what guys happens room, in the cabin stays in the cabin that's right but honestly i i figured you know when when we had you uh join us for the expedition pat i figured the more the merrier i mean our wives were in hawaii just months prior to this you know getting pampered by uh tanned bronzed hawaiian guys that were bringing them exactly. tropical drinks and here's our trip we're out in the woods with a bunch of hairy guys searching for a mythical creature farting you know? and scratching and, farting and scratching we and froze
1: our sandwich in our cooler somehow yeah and then-
2: we,
0: told we you, you the had had was all and a, <laughs> We had a multi-tool. You whipped out. And you had to saw the
1: oh yeah. We had to saw half. the sa- sandwich with my, my uh, little multi-tool and,
2: and this is what kind of brings it out is that when you're on these types of expeditions, I mean, it's, it's obviously you're there for a purpose, but you're also having a good shared time away with good friends. Yeah. And so what allowed that to not only take on a form of we're out here specifically looking for a cryptid, but we're also spending time with good buddies and the cell phones don't even work. Where they don't we're
1: even at. work. So that, that wasn't even an option for us. No. So it, so, it takes a lot of the, the pressure of back home off, you know, you just... Oh. just destined to, to relax. Within yeah. a
2: day and a half we're playing baseball with mushrooms and yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, the was the like we were 12
1: and... years old again. Yeah. We were running around and we discovered this old abandoned school bus out in a field and Eddie climbs in there, you know, gets all tangled up in spider webs and he's... <laughs> Pretending he's driving the bus. (laughs) I gave myself tetanus.
2: Yay!
0: It was fun. We got some good pictures. It was But you know, it was weird though, because out there, I think we even called it Bigfoot time. It's like, because no schedules, don't need to, you know, and here we are, paranormal dads, you know, all three of us are dads, and it was weird to be out there, you know, no dropping or picking off kids, no Mm -hmm. having to be anywhere at a certain time. We were were on Bigfoot time, you know, and our cell phones hardly even worked, so we weren't on them checking email or anything. It's like, what time of day is it? Ah, midday. You know, it's evening-ish. You know, it was, it was so bizarre to have that different concept of schedule.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know? It is funny how quickly we acclimated to that. Oh, though. we did. Oh, yeah, like, totally. within a day, we were like, oh, this is my new life now. I sleep with Pat. <laughs> the toilet moves when we <laughs> sit on it. <laughs> oh, it did. The toilet, the toilet wobbled every time you'd sit down.
0: Oh. And there was no privacy. I mean, hardly. The door didn't even shut. So. No, no. If you uh, really wanted to, you could see
2: somebody. Like, but,
1: but, but talk a little bit about our experiences out in the woods at yeah. night though yeah i mean that i i have never seen darkness oh, the way i saw it out there it was just so dark and every little sound you heard made you jump yeah you yeah. know it was just crazy and the plenty of coyotes in the area so you would just hear the strangest noises uh even cows yeah we we came across we heard some cows uh not far from us and and that was kind of freaky in the dark as well.
0: Well, because it's just kind of a low rumble. It's like a... And, and, yeah. and some some of the, even even the people who had been on some of these excursions before, they were like, what was that? That sounded weird. And yeah. of course, the, the team leader was like, ah, oh, calm down. That was just a cow. There's a pasture off this way. And that's kind of what I liked about the group. They weren't there to scare the newcomers like right. us. They weren't there to embellish... You know they, they 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 never guaranteed that we would see or hear anything. They they just were out there doing scientific research, and so uh, you know yeah, There's we no hear... hazing going on. No, they, no, no hazing, They weren't yeah.
1: riding us. I mean, they wrote us a little bit for being. We became known as the Nebraska guys, Nebraska boys, Nebraska
0: boys. Yeah. You
1: know, but uh, you know, so they kind of wrote us about that. But it it, it was all in good fun.
2: Yeah. yeah,
0: and they were they were straight shooters. You know, they they weren't. Uh, they weren't about anything other than collecting actual evidence. And we did hear a couple of things that were kind of weird, like the night the whole caravan of people, we parked our cars in a line, uh, we got out, we were all standing there, it was dead quiet, and then all of a sudden we hear a, a bang. You know, we yeah. hear a bang. It almost sounded like it was against one of the vehicles, Right. But it was further out, like it was further out into the woods, almost like if you took a, a big stick and somebody just kn- cracked it in half against a tree, and immediately when that happened everyone in the group jumped and said what was that you know I caught that on my audio device It's a mm-hmm. very intentional sound yeah, yeah.
2: It, it wasn't one of those like ambient things not even an animal it was just a very intentional sound like, yeah that was made on purpose yep. that's all I'll say <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, one thing too that I liked about the experience is being out there because like like you guys were saying we didn't start looking for Sasquatch frankly uh, until what, like what, 11? Usually
1: yeah. 10 or 11. Yeah. Right. yeah.
2: So we didn't start until well into the night. And we'd go until what, 3? Maybe even later? I think there was at least one night where we were out until Yeah, we yeah, were we out we were until, out out until three. around 3. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, but one thing I like about it too is, you know, you can be friends with someone for a long time. I mean, you know, I mean, I, Pat, we've known each other for what, 15 years now? With it, our kids?
1: Um, yeah, well, it's, Probably about 12 at least. 12 you know? at least. Yeah.
2: And then Andy and I have been buddies now, what, three? It's been three years now? Three or four, yeah. Yeah. And but you get it, to know someone on a different level when you're out there. Yeah. More layers peeled away. Yeah, you spooning know? will do that. Yeah. Spooning <laughs> will do that. But no, but even seeing your guys' faces, I've never seen you scared. You know what I mean? And I saw your scared face and I saw your scared smile. You've a never seen word. me poop my pants. Now you have. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he looks like. Um, but like, you know. And I just, never
1: saw your grounded face your grounded motion, your grounded move cuz whenever stuff was getting really intense, oh, yeah. you would just sit down on the ground yeah. and just kind of go into this like zone. Yeah. And people were like, "Is he okay?" And I was like, "Oh, he's just being Eddie." That's cool. <laughs> and, and
0: I, I hope you had your long underwear on cuz it was cold out there, man. It, it was, was it was cold. October. It was mid it was well, October 20th through 24th was the exact dates, but it was it was freezing out there. I think it, it was probably well, in the teens, a couple of the nights we it was ha- we cold. had to go
1: into one of the nearby towns and buy extra clothes after hey, the first night. The first
2: night,
0: we were freezing. we were
2: freezing.
1: I mean, and,
0: and mind you, we had on a i ha- at least me, I had on a short sleeve shirt, a long sleeve T shirt, and then I had a hoodie, and then I had a winter coat, and I had a stocking hat and gloves, and I was I was cold to my bone. We now. were shivering. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not I'm not a kind of guy who gets cold very easily, no. but it was frigid out there. But you can't complain because I'd rather go in October than July when oh, you're yeah. going to get bitten yeah. by mosquitoes. There was no right. like bugs out there, so it was no bugs. Or deal with the heat. Yeah, yeah, deal with the heat. I'd rather
1: deal with the cold. I'd rather in be in a chilly. situation like that. Yeah. yeah,
2: you can add layers. That's right. Um, yeah, the grounding thing for me it was just so much stimulus was happening. You know, all, people were talking, and there's all this. and I just wanted to kind of eliminate as much of that as possible. Right. And so I just, yeah, I just, I just sat on the ground. And uh, <laughs> there was a good. I don't what know, I do?
0: What, was it? What did you say? Fifteen to twenty people out there was in our group. Probably. Yeah, 20, yeah. yeah,
2: between 15 and 20. It's a good you know, number.
0: And after the first night, we discovered, you know, when you get that many people together out in the woods with their recording devices and cameras, um, you know, it just makes for a lot of ruckus, which isn't really conducive to trying to hear sounds and, and get Bigfoot howls and recordings. So after the first night, we actually broke it down into smaller groups, like, you know, three groups of five. And we'd say, okay, you guys go to this location. We'll go two miles to the east and you yep. guys go three miles to the south and then we'll meet up back at base camp in a couple hours and and it was kind of cool because we had you know radios and and i think it was just radios because i'm not sure cell phones were even working yeah i think they were just kind of dead walkies you know yeah.
1: walkie-talkies that they had a range of about two three miles
0: so i, I like the cool thing was uh, there was actually pretty good communication so like in our group if somebody was going to do a bigfoot howl to try to you know, stir up a response. We'd get on the radio and say, okay, group one, group two, this is group three, we're about to do a howl. So in a couple seconds, if you hear that, it's not a Sasquatch, it's just us. It it,
1: it was pretty much, very much like the the Finding Bigfoot show. If you're familiar with the way they kind of do their thing, it was a lot like that.
2: That's exactly what I was going to say. It it played out almost exactly like an episode of that show.
1: Yeah. But, uh, boy, it, it was just such a good time and, and uh probably one of my favorite moments was you get yourself all built up, you know, and kinda almost stressed out over being in the dark and yeah. not knowing what's around the next corner. And then some form of uh something would make you laugh and and it it would just be such a release, you know, to kind <laughs> of oh, t- yeah. cut the tension. We we were actually driving from one spot to the other and and <laughs> And Eddie's back there messing with something in the back of the truck and, and and we're in this this guy's four-wheel drive pickup truck and and you hear like a paper crinkling or something and Eddie's and just kind of like, oh no. And, <laughs> and then you hear Andy, Eddie, what'd you do? And he spilled trail mix all over the back of the I, car. There's
2: a giant... <laughs> It was a giant bag of trail mix. It was like a Costco-sized bag of trail mix. <laughs> you buy it for an office. It's that big, and <laughs> and we were in the dark. And bear in mind, we we'd eaten dinner at dinner time, right? And so it was all like two in the morning. And I'm like snacky at this point, yeah. So I'm like reaching for the trail mix, and I grab it by the and it's pitch dark, by yeah. the way. So I can't see. So I grab the bottom of the bag, not knowing it's the bottom, thinking it's the top, and I pick it up. Thinking I have it by the top, but I have it by the bottom, and the top opens up and it just spills chocolate and
0: everything. And uh, I even and, remember I said, "Eddie, you're fired." The sound that, of his that, that's what it was. Your you're voice. fired. I'm so disappointed. The in disdain
2: you. in your voice it was, was like,
1: you know, it was like it was parents... classic because we actually have that moment on video, and yeah. and 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 the guy who was driving us around who's just the the, the best sport you oh know. yeah he he didn't he didn't care and and eddie's back there it's okay i'll clean it up you know he's like eating it off the chair <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 the women and, women and he's like back yeah i don't know if I'd, I'd i'd eat that off the off the chair and and he's like oh it's okay i'll get cleaned up yeah but the dog's been back there <laughs>
2: That's what that hair is in my
0: mouth. I know. But it was kind of like one of those classic, thing, classic things when your parent says, I'm not angry at you, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was, there, there
2: was some lighthearted moments. Yeah. I was conspired against by the trail mix bag. That's what I'm <laughs> going to say. But there were some eerie moments we had, too. There were. Uh, I
0: can't divulge the exact location, but at one point, uh, the main expedition leader and the three of us uh, went. We parked in a clearing. And to, uh, to both sides, uh, three, three sides of us uh, in, our, in our view was, uh, was cliffs or, or, you know, low-lying mountains. And it was so dark out there, you could see the Milky Way galaxy. Oh, beautiful. So mm-hmm. pretty. So we park in this uh, clearing in this meadow and we get out and we're checking out the surrounding foothills. And uh, we, we go with the expedition leader down uh, a very bumpy, very uneven dirt road that leads down into a little gully. And little did we know when we booked this expedition that they don't do flashlights. So you're out there right. with no flashlights, no glow sticks, no cell phone—you um, know, uh, no lit up cell phone. It's it's pitch black. Right. And so we're walking, and Pat, you actually took a tumble going down this road. Yeah, I,
1: I just kind of lost my footing and, and went down once. And I mean, it, I was fine. It wasn't a big deal, but uh, still scary. Walking still scary. I literally. mean, you're already freaked out. Now you're falling down. It's like. What am I doing well, you, out you, here? You, right. You literally
0: couldn't see your yeah. feet. You couldn't see the hand in front of your face. So when you were taking a step, you didn't know.
1: If you didn't it know if you were going right. to walk walk off a seventeen, you know, twenty, thirty foot cliff. Yeah, you know, you, you was, had no idea. So, you know.
0: So we get to the bottom of this trail, and, and there's another clearing, and, and so basically, uh, it was about a you know fifty yard wide clearing, and we're completely surrounded by forest other than that and we're sitting there in silence and, and after a while we start to hear some footsteps uh, coming towards us heavy footsteps uh, getting a little bit louder mm-hmm. and a little bit louder and at this point in time the expedition leader you know our fearless leader he's been doing this for years He looks at a, he looks at us and he whispers he says we're getting out of here right now and when he said that man <laughs> my heart fell into my stomach and my adrenaline surged and I was like if he's scared, we should be scared. Cause yeah. there's a, and I thought there was a Sasquatch coming at us at that point Yeah, he
1: didn't have to tell me that twice. I was like, okay, let's go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we make
1: haste. Yeah, we uh, moved
0: the purpose. Yeah, we, we moved our tails, and we, we got back up the, the dark trail as quickly as possible, back up to the vehicles in the, in the clearing up in the meadow. And as soon as we uh, were about to get in, we hear a holler off uh, from the ridge off in the distance. And when we heard that, everyone stopped, and uh, the the howl actually got the coyotes going yeah, crazy. Yeah, the coyotes
1: just went yeah. nuts.
0: But the initial howl it sounded different than a than a coyote. It was uh, it was deeper, it was louder, and it, it almost sounded like the the response from the from the coyotes was like they were, you know, irritated by this thing, or they're they're marking their turf or something. But we did some calls. Uh, you did a you did a pretty good howl at that point because we were trying to get another response from the creature up on the ridge. So yeah, Eddie shrieked yeah. into the into the
2: darkness and had a pretty good howl. I was pretty proud of my howl. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. <laughs> we all got a chance to howl, didn't we? Yeah,
1: I, I did. Mine sounded more like Tarzan. <laughs>
2: it did. Yeah. It did. It was awesome though.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, it was like cold night kind of strains the vocal cords a little right. bit.
2: I thought yeah. you did one too, Andy. Did you do? I a did. Call? Yeah,
0: I did. I did do one. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, that's the moment of the trip That for me that was the definitive moment and I'll never forget that was
1: definitely I think the most interesting night you know it was
0: it was the most action packed but the coolest thing was after we uh, heard that howl do you guys remember that shooting star that oh, streaked yes. across Glorious. the entire sky it was the brightest shooting star I've ever seen yeah so we're standing there howling into the darkness like a bunch of idiots and the scary part really was uh, after what a good 10 minutes or so of doing this yeah we hear gunshots. Oh. Pow, 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 pow. Yeah. Not too far away. And at that point in time, everyone pretty much just, you know, it was no nonsense. It's like, okay, we're getting out of here. We must have been irritating some hunters. They figured maybe there's some guys way off in the woods hunting for a raccoon or something in the middle of the night. But either way,
2: we weren't going to stick around. Yeah, to it's get like hit by time, a random, time to yeah, pack it
1: up, call it a night. It I mean, you've got. If pack- there's people out there with guns, we don't want to be anywhere yeah. near them.
2: No. I mean, you have. Heavy footsteps, the 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 expedition leads saying get out of here, yeah. howls with call with echoes with calls back, and then you know and then gunshots. I mean it's a it was a jam packed night. Yeah. And then what you're left with to to
0: process is when we heard those footsteps coming towards us from the dark woods, you know was it hunters that were armed with guns or was it a sasquatch and we'll never know. But either way it's
2: a scary uh, it's a scary thought, right? Right. Right what a weird yeah and if you remember on our last night we heard that weird well it was described as the two-tone howl, two-tone howl. very that?
1: distinct yeah. yeah um that was uh it was first heard in ohio that that particular call wasn't it yeah and that, or they recorded it in ohio that just kind of a weird uh sasquatch noise i guess
2: it's like a vocal break. It's like they were saying that, and this is where, you know, we are kind of city boys here, but where you have a traditional animal noise, there isn't this like vocal break. It's almost like a singer. Like when they it, transition into you a know, different
0: note. It wasn't a howl. Like when we were howling, we were just going, ow. This thing was like a, ow. Yeah. Like there was, there was like, there was intelligence. There was power behind it. Yeah, there was. You know, we, I remember. I remember the exact spot, actually. Uh, I think it was you and me, Eddie, but we were laying in the back of uh, the pickup truck. We were just exhausted. We were so tired. tired. We were we're... tired of going out into the woods, so we we just kind of stayed in the clearing in the truck on the last night. And we were laying there in dead silence, just listening to nothing but crickets for a good hour or so while the other teams were out trying to get some evidence. And it was just out of nowhere. We heard that two-toned howl. Yep. And... I remember when it happened because everybody sat up, you know, on the bed of their truck and said, did you guys hear that? What was that? Right. You know, and it's something that, it's something that you can't forget, you know, and it was so distinct. You you actually have the audio of it right here. I have
2: it and I don't know where we're at on the if we can even do that
0: yeah it's it's like, pretty faint it, you can hear it on there with headphones but it's pretty faint just oh to hear
2: it. i'm sure I, I won't play it on here but i'm just saying about actually putting it on the podcast i don't know if we can oh can
0: legally we, yeah yeah i don't know good point uh, I, yeah, think, I don't was, think we can. that was
1: one of the things yeah. we we can't go into a lot of detail about the things we did or the people we talked to and that sort of thing we actually signed legal documents that Prevent us from from talking about some of those things. So,
2: hence, hence the avoiding of names and locations. Yeah, hence yeah.
1: the gullies and clearings and uh, <laughs> you know, foothills.
2: Yeah. We can't tell you exactly where we were. Um, but I just, yeah, a lot of, and I mean, we had that one thing the first time, the first day. That that the thud, rock throw. the thud. Yeah, yeah. there well, was. T- tell about that. So it was the first day. Was it the first day? Yeah. Yeah. And we decided to go out to this uh, 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 body of water and uh, we're we're around it looking and there's kind of this ridge that leads up to a row of trees and more or less like a little mini forest Um, and we're up there just kind of looking into the forest just trying to get a feel for where we're at what's going on and i i swear there was a weird air it just felt like it it was weird and then as soon as, because the other group was all kind of gathered off to a certain area, and Andy and I had kind of broken off to maybe we weren't, we weren't that far away. It was probably about we were maybe a hundred feet, two hundred feet away from the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. And then, as we were just getting ready to go, we heard what sounded like something coming through the trees, like a like like skidding through, like you know skidding through the 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 leaves, and then a very distinctive thud on the ground to the point where you felt it in your legs. You, you could feel
0: there was vibration to it. And it, it was, it was so, so loud and so deep and so obvious that we, we turned to each other immediately and yeah. we were like, what in the world was that? Something huge yeah. just hit the ground.
2: Yeah. It yeah. wasn't like a, you know, the area had, you know, trees that would have, you know, um, you know, fruit or whatever you want to call it in a nuts or whatever. And those would fall but that's different. I mean, this—the size and mass and the feeling that I felt in my legs when that said the best size I could come up with was a brick. Yeah. You know, a small or regular size brick. The size and sound that that, that, that would make, like a brick. If, yeah. it, maybe if you tossed it ten feet up into the air and then let it crash to the to the grass. Yeah. You know, that's that's about how
0: how loud it sounded. And it was it was starting. We and we looked around. We never did find a big rock.
2: Never found any sort of
0: thing that would have made that obvious. Thud. You know what I never thought of, Eddie? I've I just thought of this right now. What if it wasn't a rock? What if it was actually... I, I've heard cases of Sasquatch hiding up in a tree. Like, what if a Sasquatch jumped down from about 10 feet up and it was actually his feet hitting the ground? We felt it in before. our inbo- There you felt go. It.
2: I mean, it could be. Could have been. No, I... Yeah. It's hard to rule out. I mean, it's one of those things when you and i've said this about anything not just with sasquatch but with paranormal with ghosts and other things i mean we use our senses every day and i know they can be easily fooled but for the most part barring some sort of you know issue you use them fairly successfully throughout the day and so you use them to navigate your daily life you're in the forest and you know there's certain things that are happening that you're not normally used to hearing you know animals and trees doing tree things and all that but when something thuds enough that you feel it in your legs like it resonates in your actual legs that's something heavy hitting the ground and and so uh, and then not having anything visual to line up with that that's where the I can see how people just get sucked into this and they're just constantly chasing like stuff like this down right yeah it, it kind of reminds me of the movie castaway
0: with Tom Hanks when he's shipwrecked on that island and when he's you know he's kind of a city slicker kind of guy and He's still learning the sounds of the island. And in the middle of the night, he's kind of freaked out because he keeps hearing this thud. Yeah. And in the morning, he discovers it's coconuts falling out of the tree and hitting the ground. But right. where we were at, there's no coconuts falling out of trees. No. You know, and, and, and whatever it was was heavy. So
2: It would have had to have been a coconut. <laughs> That's how heavy it was sounding. Right. Yes.
0: But it's, it's a trip we'll never forget. And maybe someday we'll go back or maybe you know, another time when we can synchronize our schedules, maybe we'll go down to area 51 and put our toe over the line and see what happens. (laughs) Get that toe shot right off.
1: Yeah. I'll go hang out at the alien, alien Inn down there. And, and, uh, you guys can go dip your toe. (laughs) I'll bail you out when we come back. (laughs) It's
0: a, it's in Rachel, Nevada, I believe, a little uh, town outside of Roswell. It's called the Little Ailey Inn. Yeah, really. And yeah, yeah I'm sh- oh it's, yeah. It's, it's a tourist trap. <laughs> yeah, you know, they'll probably sell you a, a you know four dollar cup of coffee, and you can sign your name in a book to say where you're from. But uh, who knows? I, I guarantee the three of us will uh, have other adventures to look for other monsters and cryptids and mysteries, and yeah, just give us more ammo for future episodes,
2: right? Absolutely. Well, you guys did a road trip to California, didn't you? Not yeah, long ago. yeah, do drive through.
1: We, we went through Vegas, um, so you know, I we had the kids with us, so we didn't go, yeah, looking for Area 51, but uh, <laughs> darn it, but but we're down in the neighborhood, it's not too very far from Vegas. There
2: you go, it's already so, a baseline, so we can, yeah, do that next time. Oh, yeah,
1: it's definitely doable by car if we wanted to.
0: Well, as the, as the name of our podcast implies, we uh, we're not just paranormal enthusiasts, we're uh, we're dads too and uh cool little uh Sasquatch related story uh, involving my daughter. Uh, she's three years old and uh, just having a weirdo dad like me she's kind of grown up with you know things like uh, talk of aliens and ghosts and sasquatch being kind of commonplace around our house and it was just a few months ago I think it was actually back in the well maybe back in the spring we were walking on the the trail uh, on the back side of our house it kind of backs up to a little forested area and um, Sky she's just kind of a clumsy kid and she kept falling, she kept tripping over her own feet, but every time she would fall, she would say, uh-oh, Dad, Bigfoot just got me. <laughs> and then we'd walk up the trail a little further and she'd take a tumble and she'd say, uh-oh, Bigfoot got me again. That is awesome.
1: <laughs> well, even today, I think kids are just fascinated with Bigfoot, especially with all the TV shows that feature Bigfoot mm-hmm. around. But uh, like my kids, they took, a, uh, they took a class when they were probably, they were in elementary school They took a class at the Apple Store about uh, using iMovie and video editing. And for one of their assignments, they had to go make a movie. So they went home and walked down to the local park and they actually made a Bigfoot movie. And they came up with this on their own, but they they brought, they have a Snuggie that's kind of has a a leopard print. And so that was the Bigfoot costume (laughs) that they. So uh, that was a fun little movie. I might have to post that sometime, but. uh,
2: That may have to get shared but yeah <laughs> I remember weird. our kids I remember when the notion of that entered their brain and that it was on this line of you know there's there's things that obviously aren't real and then there's things that we don't know the answer to right. and when they were old enough to understand that as a thing they were like instantly like oh, is it here now like they were <laughs> like you know just the fact so it was just very cool to see that in them you know like yeah. you know I agree it's very it's very exciting and, cool and you know, like you said, we're dads too, so it's kind of fun to share these stories with our kids, especially when we came back from the trip. And oh yeah, tell them about it. So
0: well, and in a world full of, uh, you know, videos and and you know, you got the world at the at your tip of your fingers through technology. I kind of like it that there's still mysteries out there in the world. It's the dangling carrot that keeps us searching for answers and standing in the woods in the middle of the night howling at ridges, and <laughs> it's it's just great. So uh, I think no matter how much technology advances and no matter how small of a world, uh, how small of a place the world becomes, there's still going to be mysteries and, and monsters to pursue.
2: I love it. I think that's a good note to put a pin on this one,
1: gentlemen. What do you think? It sounds sounds like we're about about to that point.
2: Episode two
0: into books.
1: So thank you all for, again for listening. Please uh, uh, keep uh, keep downloading, and uh, we'll keep making these. And if you have any ideas for a future show. By all means, contact us. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook, Paranormal Dads.
2: ParanormalDads at gmail.com. Yep. And And, uh, we're on iTunes and Stitcher Podcast Radio. And uh, be sure to subscribe and like, and please review us as well. Um, Also, I would be remiss if I did not thank our friends over at freesounds.org. And I'm going to list all the uh, creators by name who we have uh, utilized so far. Uh, Please forgive me if I butcher your handle here. Uh, Speedenza, Softcore Soft, Trike, Fish with Feathers, Andrew Jones Photo, Lindrick, Patrick Lieberkind, Blimp66, and Survive. Uh, Survive being spelled S-Y-R-V-I-V-E. Because he's clever. He or she is super clever (laughs) on that one. But our friends at freesound.org, check them out if you're in need of any cool, fun sounds.
0: All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next episode.